Live, laugh, listen at your own risk. Hi, and welcome to At Your Own Risk. It's a survival comedy podcast hosted by us. I'm Dana Drew, and I am death obsessed. (laughs) I love that this is new phrase. I'm death obsessed, constantly preparing for life or death emergencies. Yes, yes, and I'm Sarah Bassey, and I'm horrified by living my day-to-day life, and I know you are too. Um, Every week, Dana and I trade off teaching each other and our listeners how to survive emergencies and maybe even thrive despite our deepest fears and anxieties. But this week is special because it is our mini-emergency episode where we sit back and read your stories to each other, which is so fun, and the episode might be mini, but your stories and emergencies are not. Yeah, they're definitely full-fledged emergencies (laughs) the majority of the time. Um, But yeah, these stories are about risks you've taken, risks you want to take, near-death experiences, uh, the best reframe you've gotten from your therapist, pretty much anything like we want to hear it all. I've especially loved hearing reaction stories to our episode themes. So like if you hear one of our episodes and it covers like a repressed memory that you're okay with sharing, please hit us with it. Oh my gosh, yes, I love that. Uh, And thank you so much to everyone, honestly, who's taken the time to email us their story, even if we haven't gotten to it on the pod. It really means so much to see our listeners, like, exist and want to chat with us and are participating. So really, thank you so much for being here and going the extra mile to support us because this isn't just about, like, giving us stuff to talk about, but it's also, like, we want to get to know you and hear about you and not just blab out our own mouths. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. I love, like when we realize that our listeners are actually like fully formed human beings. I know. There are people that listen to us talk. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's like one thing to see like the numbers or whatever, but then to get an email from like a human person or a DM, it's like the best feeling. It's really nuts. Yeah, truly. Um, But this week, we're going to be sharing three longer stories with you because they literally just cannot be left unread any longer. Like, they're too good. Too good. We, like, keep putting them in, and we, like, slate them into the episodes, and then they're a little too long, and it's time to just rip just the bandaid off. We got to just and do, do it. it. Totally. And then after that, we're going to show with you our chosen search party shout-outs for this week based around a topic that's incredibly meaningful to Dana and I. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a quick ad from our mm. sponsor, because apparently we have real ads now. We so. do. Look at us go. <laughs> So, if you listen to our podcast, and here you are, listening to our podcast, you're well aware that we love our pets, which is why we are absolutely thrilled to be sponsored by Pretty Litter. Okay, so for real, Dana, Pretty Litter is an absolute game changer. Being a millennial, my apartment is pretty small, and now that I work from home, my space is extra important to me. So, the smell from George's litter box can be, like, truly lethal (laughs) and mood-altering, to say the least, but ever since Pretty Litter sent me a month's supply of their special form It's like George doesn't even poop in the closet next to my desk. (laughs) Plus, their formula is made to reduce litter, dust, and not aggravate allergies, which we all know is a great way to avoid getting a life-changing parasite. As someone who is always fearing worst-case scenarios and doing everything I can to prepare for them, do you know what my favorite part of Pretty Litter is? Oh my gosh, what? Your face right now. I can't. (laughs) So Pretty Litter 
actually changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illness in your cat. So like urinary tract infection, kidney issues, like the litter actually changes colors to let you know about this early on. Uh, and when I found that out, I was like, okay, so this litter was legit <laughs> made for George because like most cats, he's pretty famous for hiding that he's sick until it's really serious and ruins Sarah's life. And uh, especially for male cats, UTIs can be really, really serious and all of these issues can be predicted ahead of time if you use pretty litter. So they can help you save your pet's life or at the very least catch an illness before it like balloons into a major issue that costs you a small fortune at the emergency vet. Absolutely. And Dana, having the peace of mind that my litter is not only keeping our house clean and tidy, but also helping me keep an eye on George's health more closely. Um, it just means the world to me. And did we mention that it ships for free to your doorstep and is somehow in a very lightweight, easy to store bag compared to other heavy, bulky cat litter bags? Like, I'm so sick of walking home from the grocery store with those boxes of kitty litter, and it feels like I'm cutting off my fingers. So it really can't get any better than this. Well, Sarah, it can get better, because Pretty Litter (laughs) is offering our listeners 20% off their first month's supply of Pretty Litter if you plug in our special code, and that code is A-Y-O-R at checkout. And not only will that change our listeners' lives, but it will also help support the pod. So what a win-win. Again, Use code AYOR at checkout for 20% off your first month of Pretty Litter today. Love you. We love you and your cats. Uh, bye. bye. All right, here we are. And I'm trying to remember how to read. Uh, <laughs> so, just one word after the other, Dana. <laughs> I know. I feel like sometimes I get so um, like excited about reading them that my eyes are going so much faster than my mouth, <laughs> which is very unusual for me. And then I'm just like, four words ahead and I'm like I'm gonna (laughs) totally take a fucking chill pill this week um so the sign off on this listener story is I think not real (laughs) I think it is an anonymous source but we can save it until the end so bear with us um the pronouns are he him though which is very helpful thank you for sending us your pronouns all right we start off Hello, risky ladies. <laughs> Ayo. First of all, love the pod. It's thrilling. Thrilling. It's so encouraging to hear about how far you've come and all the BS you went through. <laughs> it's also <laughs> so scary, but so hilarious to hear about the disasters that terrify me, but that I need to be prepared for. So I must listen. It's like vegetables for your ears. <laughs> if veggies are also prepared for dog fires, dog fires, plane quakes, and the like, I was like, oh, a typo. No, that was on purpose. This, uh, this near-death story isn't actually my story, or even the story of the person who told me this story. But the story always makes me start sweating whenever I think about it. And I oh, think gosh. about it a lot. So I thought I'd share the story and the sweat. Don't worry, we also, are already sweating. sidebar, yeah. Sidebar, <laughs> Dana, Dana is in a very hot tin can RV, and I am in a very hot closet. So yeah. we are sweating with you, I just took Anonymous. a picture because I was like, we need to really like time capsule how absurd this recording situation is right now. Um, all right. I heard this story from my uncle in Boston, who we know as McGee, which is Irish for local Boston man. He's very old school Boston, and I don't necessarily mean racist, <laughs> which I mean, uh, what I mean is that he once told me as a kid, he'd buy shoes once a year from the local shoe factory, not a store, but a factory. He was going straight from the source. <laughs> no middleman. I didn't even know you could do that. Like, ever. 
Like, did he live before stores existed as intermediaries? <laughs> Apparently, the factory would dump the shoes into two bins, left and right. What? <laughs> I've heard this, actually. I feel like this is Converse, maybe. I'm not positive. But... What? Okay. Yeah. They put all the left shoes in one bin. But aren't they different sizes? Mm-hmm. All right. They put all the left shoes in one bin and all the right shoes in the other, regardless of, oh, here we go, <laughs> regardless of size <laughs> or type. If you want that fancy organized shit, take your good too to good for bins ass to pay less and go socks. <laughs> <laughs> so after little Uncle McGee tirelessly sifted through a bin, fighting off Boston Newsies, I imagine it was like 1916, <laughs> and dogs, I imagine there were dogs. <laughs> Uh, if he found a shoe he liked there was a chance he wouldn't be able to find its mate this is the same city that invented america (laughs) well that isn't the story i'm writing about it also makes me sweat the other thing i want to point out is that my uncle mcgee talks like no one else i've ever heard his speech pattern is a mix of boston accent mumble and a speech impediment Like most Bostonians, his A's become R's, but also his T's become D's. And all of that comes out as a mumbled mess of auditory mashed potatoes. Or, as he might say, mashed potatoes. (laughs) It was written out phonetically. (laughs) Honestly, uh, yeah, it's a miracle that uh, this person even was able to decipher the story. So it's a miracle that we're reading. Uh, Really, though, mashed potatoes. (laughs) Mashed potatoes. Uh, Needless to say, to have me write the story would... Won't be as good as hearing it from Uncle McGee, but here it goes. It's so true. It's like uh, my mom's boyfriend has a Boston accent, and all, everything he says is 20 times funnier. Like, truly. <laughs> the Prudential Center, or the Pru, is one of the tallest buildings in Boston. You can see it from nearly any point in Back Bay. Its height and many windows have made it uh, become a North Star for sorts of drunk, all sorts of drunk college kids trying to find their way back to dorms. Back in the day, Uncle McGee knew a window washer who cleaned, oh no, who cleaned the Prue, which I imagine is like the NFL for window washing. <laughs> sure, anyone can clean a window the same way anyone can throw a football. It's not just, but not just anyone can do it in the NFL and not just anyone can clean windows 52 stories up. We should pay window washers more. That was them, oh not me, but also I agree. <laughs> the window washer man would maneuver up and down the side of the building. With that pulley platform thing they still use today. I guess window washing technology has been the same since forever. (laughs) One day, window washer man was at the top of the prue doing his thing. For whatever reason, this guy steps off the pulley platform. I'm going to barf. Oh my God, I want to, I'm like shaking. I need a moment. I wasn't like, I knew it was coming and I wasn't ready. Okay. For for whatever reason, this guy steps off the pulley platform onto the window ledge. Maybe there was a spot he couldn't reach. Maybe he was going after a pigeon that was really taunting him. Maybe he was in love with some executive on the 51st floor. But because they were both men and it was 1974 in Boston, (laughs) they had to keep it a secret. And the only way they could be together was if the window washer man snuck through the window. I'm not sure. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. It's like Rapunzel, but with the window washer man. Oh, man. For whatever reason, this guy was on the ledge. And the window washing protocol was stepping off the pu- when stepping off the pulley platform to secure the platform to the building. The way they secure it is by tying it to the building, like a sky Oh, my sailor. God. Again, this technology is antiquated. It must be updated. <laughs> <laughs> 
Window washer man, in his excitement to clean the spot he couldn't reach, kill the taunting pigeon, or make sweet love to the executive of the shoe factory that dumps shoes into only two bins as a social commentary on a limited binary view of gender and sexuality. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Did it see... <laughs> They didn't secure the pulley platform properly. Oh, no. Unbeknownst to him, the knot came undone after he had stepped onto the ledge. I literally <gasps> just got, like, goosebumps on my brain. I My my shoulders just got all tingly. Yeah, I, my scalp, like, is uncomfy. All right, we can do this. We got it. This is yeah, only getting worse. Yeah, we got this. Untethered. The pulley platform is most dangerous <laughs> when you're trying to get back onto it. There's nothing keeping it in place as you step onto the platform, and it'll start moving away from the building. With one foot on the platform and another on the building, you'll do the quickest splits of your soon-to-be-over-life, then fall 51 stories and die. (laughs) Not to beat around the bush or anything. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Two of the most painful things in human experience right next to each other, they say. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. A split and then death. And then falling to your death. Uh, And this is exactly what happened. Almost. Are you sweating? My keyboard is soaked. (laughs) Yes. That's so funny. Our keyboards are probably soaked, too, if I was close enough to it. Okay. Woo, we can do this. Window washing man had stepped out onto the pulley platform, not knowing it was unsecured. And it had begun its deadly drift into a dizzying (gasps) 51, at a dizzying 51 stories. He was in trouble, and the exec was seriously close to becoming a window-washing widow. <laughs> that alliteration. Uh, that would suck so much to rendezvous with your secret lover, only to watch them do the splits and then fall to their death moments later right outside your office. Unable to grieve openly, you'd have to explain your sadness by saying he was just really good at washing my windows. And yeah, he was. <laughs> this, like, backstory that isn't true, but is, I mean, maybe Oh, my it God. It's I'm so, inve- so much. I'm so invested in it. I know. I hope they're like mar- alive, A, and married. Me too. That would be ideal. Uh, me too. <laughs> All right. When the platform starts to pull away, most people's intuition is to either maintain their position as long as they can, which we've already covered, or try to go back to safety. Safety is in quotes. <laughs> If they try to push off the platform and get back to the building, however, since the platform isn't attached to anything, there's nothing to push off from, and all you do is kick away from the platform and fall to your death. This is oh just how Uncle McGee told it to me. I don't know if they've done, like, studies out of 100 people in this exact situation <laughs> or whatever, but it feels right. It's so funny. What saved the window washer man was going against those instincts and going with momentum. If you're ever in that situation, okay, noted. (laughs) Which we all will be. (laughs) Uh, You need to fully commit to the pulley platform by pushing off the building, which is what this Charlie Chaplin motherfucker did. (laughs) In a scary situation, he made an even scarier decision. In an instant, he saved not only his life, but also the day whoever was feeding the meter 51 stories below. Wow. That's so funny. I mean, given everything else you've said, I don't think anyone's feeding meters. Holy shit. Uh, This is so funny. Whole new paragraph all on its own. We need to pay window washers more. (laughs) We do. They are like real life Spider-Men and women. (laughs) Whatever it is, it needs to be more. Yeah, it's probably like minimum wage and it should be like full salary benefits yeah. like we yeah, should no, give them a cape seriously yeah <laughs> have you seen when they do dress up in capes it's really cute no that's very they go to like the children's though. hospital they wear like capes and stuff Aww. really cute uh all right back to the story 
he says, so this isn't my story or even my Uncle McGee's story. It's Window Washerman's story, but I sure am sweaty. See you next <laughs> Tuesday. Signed, Eminem. <laughs> Which is, okay. Uh, uh, There's no way. I mean, this uh, person is a lyrical genius. I love their writing and their imagery, yeah. but um, yeah, I yeah, I think Eminem's this busy. Sounds... He has like a teenage yeah. daughter or something. Yeah, yeah, he he's he's busy hating women still, and <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> might be in jail? Question mark. I have no idea. Um, but I'm thankful he had time to write into us. Me too. Thank so. you so much, Eminem. I'm so glad you listened to the podcast. <laughs> um, please buy some pretty litter because I know you can afford it. <laughs> that was truly uh, terrifying. Though. Horrifying. Like, Absolutely every time horrifying. I see a window washer, I get very anxious for them. I'm like, how are you so brave? And then to hear someone who almost really like meet their fate was really. Yeah. Brutal. Like, how do you get into that job? I don't know. I think it, it's it got to be something. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, maybe you work your way up. Maybe you oh work God, at a restaurant. Literally. And you, yeah, you started cleaning the the door window, the glass, and then they were like, you're really good at this. We need you to do upstairs, too. And then before you know it, you're scaling the prue. <laughs> I got to say, I doubt it. I doubt it's washing windows first. <laughs> yes. I think it's probably okay being up there first, windows second. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Like, so maybe rock climbing first, yeah. cleaning second. I feel like you're a professional skydiver. They should just yeah, have skydiving packs on. We need to pay them more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And give them cute little jetpacks or something. Um, Um, I'm so excited for you to read this next one. It's been in our, like, uh, what do you call it? Queue. It's been in the queue (laughs) for a while. Um, But it's, like, on the longer side, like Sarah said. So we've been holding back. But holy moly. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited. So this is from listener uh, Kara. Pronouns are she, her, and it starts off, good afternoon. Thank you for brightening up my days with all of your social media, art, and especially your new podcast. How exciting. Yes, it is exciting. Thank you. Um, I wanted to share this little nugget of momhood. Being a mom has been my most anxiety-provoking experience. (laughs) It is like an ongoing anxiety that slow burns at times and hits like a tidal wave at others. This is especially true with my youngest and most outgoing daughter, Maria. Over her eight years on this planet, she has developed no filter for her <laughs> thoughts. I know. Oh, wow. She can be a guest when yeah, she's of age. <laughs> um, over her uh, eight years on the planet, she's developed no filter for her thoughts and gleefully makes excited utterances that have been the source of many a tidal wave of anxiety. So this year, when I saw the elementary school principal's phone number on my caller ID, I swallowed the large knot in my throat and answered the phone. This is like my worst nightmare as a kid can and as imagine? an adult. I'd be like, am I in trouble? Like, not even my kid. I'd be like, am I in trouble? (laughs) Um, Mr. Sutton, how are you? I stammered out as professionally as I could. I quickly moved through the office to the rear entrance and stood next to the exterior door where I tried to maintain cell signal. Side note, I am a working mom of two daughters, and for the last 15 years, I've worked directly with inmates in the prison and jail system. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this one's such a badass. Wow, such a badass. On this particular day, I was working in the county jail and in between clients when the principal called. Let's just say the 
this job has caused me to develop a colorful vocabulary. <laughs> swearing, <laughs> swearing helps me process trauma, and trauma often eliminates my ability to filter work narratives. That makes so much. This sense. is such a good point. I feel like so many people give me shit for swearing, especially in my yeah. art, and I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, that is the correct response. It usually Dana. is my response. And then they go, uh, <laughs> see? And I'm like, what? Yep. It's so, but I feel like that's so elegantly put and so, so very true. Um, but Mr. Sutton informed me that he was very surprised that Maria used poor language today. He was re- <laughs> reluctant. <laughs> he was reluctant to tell me what was said and kept dancing around the direct quote. I listened as he remarked that he knew I ran a tight ship at home and that the girls have always been honest with him. He further explained that not only had Maria used poor language, she was also refusing to admit it. (laughs) (laughs) This is where I became concerned. I've been a strict mom and do believe I ran a tight ship. However, my girls have always taken ownership of their mistakes when caught. I was most disappointed that she refused no matter how pressed to admit what she said. Frustrated about this, I directly asked Mr. Sutton what Maria said. He informed me that she used the P word. (laughs) Um, The P word, I responded. Wait, do you mean she called someone a pussy? I almost shouted as he put the pieces of this narrative together with my own visualization of my sweet eight-year-old girl calling her dear friend a pussy. (laughs) Yes, Miss Dyson. I am as shocked as you are. I immediately went into a guilt-written narrative about how I am sure it could have been my fault. After all, I work in a prison. She must have overheard me. I am so embarrassed. He explained that things happen, and he reassured me she would not be suspended unless it happened again. I left work to pick up Maria from childcare that day. The whole way to the school, I had angry butterflies swarming like a tornado in my guts. Wow, that, I, wow, you're a excellent writer (laughs) I know Um, I'm so captivated yeah I was like this is exactly how I feel when I'm anxious um my ears were red my blood pressure was high and my mom ego totally defeated a pussy ugh why that word and why did she call her girlfriend that they get along they are good buddies they are girl scouts oh my god what will the girl scout moms think (laughs) that's so funny I love this so much. I know. Maria tiptoed into the car, trying to act like her conversation with Mr. Sutton never happened. I asked her how her day was. The pressure was on. She says it was awful. Mr. Sutton thinks my friend and I are fighting. He thinks I called her a swear word. He would not even tell me what I said. He wanted me to tell him. I told him sometimes I tell her she is crazy because she is crazy fun. (laughs) And sometimes I call her a jerk because she plays silly jokes on me. But I love her. We're not fighting and he needs to butt out. I love that girl. Oh Oh my my God. God, This is so cute. I'm so invested. I know. Hmm. The plot thickens. Her narrative was so honest, so real, so genuine. Could she secretly be a sociopath? (laughs) Send her back. That's so funny. Oh my God. I love this. More parents should think their kids are sociopaths. (laughs) Absolutely. Because they probably are. Yeah. (laughs) Don't assume that this teacher is wrong. Assume your kid is a sociopath. Absolutely. She writes, no, not my baby. I tried to push down all the catastrophizing my brain wanted to flood itself with. I finally asked her directly, since Mr. Sutton was afraid to say it, I simply asked her, Maria, tell me why you would call your friend a pussy. Maria's response, she is a pussy. She is a big pussy. (laughs) 
She and I were at the Cubbies, and Matthew knocked all of her art she just made out of her hands. Normally, she would just cry, but today, she stood up to Matthew. She told him off and punched him in the arm. I helped her pick up her art, and I said, yeah, you pussy, you tell him. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. Talk about I need a this child. Totally. Oh, my God. Never, like, thought maybe I would want kids at this point I know, in my life. I know. I know. If totally. I had this kid, That's exa- totally. If I could guarantee. Yep. If I could guarantee a Maria, I would. Um, she says, confused and feeling a little better about the overall situation, I said, Maria, a pussy refers to your vagina. It is a swear word that people sometimes use to call others weak or make fun of them. Why would you call her a pussy if she was standing up for herself? I looked back through the rearview mirror to a blue-eyed, toe-headed girl with cheeks so bright red I could not see her freckles. She slaps her forehead. Ugh, that's why he was so mad. Oh, no, that's not what I thought that meant. I meant she is a savage, like a cat, like a wild cat, you know, a pussy. I'm so sorry, Mom. I will apologize to her tomorrow. But Mr. Sutton thinks I called her a vagina? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to be as reassuring as possible and also fought hard to say stuff the butterfly tornado that has now turned into a tsunami of laughter. Maria, let's just write him an explanation of what happened. I am sure he will understand. My little girl, just taking back the P word. Pussies are strong and savage. Maybe she is onto something. Attached is a screenshot of her letter. I still cannot look Mr. Sutton in the eye. Too anxious. Oh, my God. But he forgave her. And best news, no wall sitting at recess for her. So to all the anxious moms out there, we are in this together, you pussies. Oh, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> I know. Love you guys. Keep up the good work, Kara. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. And this note is so cute. It really oh is. God. It's really should unreal. I, should I try to read it or we should yeah. just post no, it? No, I feel like you got right. to try to read it. All right. I'm going to try to read the note um, from lovely Maria. It says, Mr. Sutton, I am so sorry for, mis- for our misunderstanding. <laughs> I thought Aaliyah was, quote, savage for standing up for herself to Matthew. I called her a pussy, like a cat. My mom told me the meaning. That is not what I meant. I will not use that word. Sincerely, Mariah. Oh, my God. I want that tattooed on my body. Me too. That is so funny. Oh, my God. I called her a pussy like a cat. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that she put savage in quotes. I love that this eight-year-old knows the word savage. I know. She's like, oh, my God, Aaliyah's such a savage. (laughs) I, oh my gosh, she needs an award. I hope she got an award. Oh my God. <laughs> also, what was this fucking kid's name? Uh, Mariah. No, the, the little shithead. Oh, the little shithead Matthew? This. Yeah, fuck Matthew. Yeah, Matthew's a little bitch. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's a little pussy bitch. <laughs> oh man, I love this so much. Thank you so much, Kara. This has been like truly, I've been waiting to read this for so long. It's I read it like months ago at this point, and I was like, <gasps> uh, it's hilarious. so good. It's so good. It's so cute. I love hearing from moms. I think I like it's something that um, has been on our list of topics, like motherhood in general. So yeah, definitely totally. something we want to keep on our radar because I don't understand how it works. And I think you all are superheroes. I so. know. Seriously. It's like really <laughs> mind boggling. I also really love hearing from people who are, aren't are like 
like us necessarily in a way. Like she's at a different like phase in her life. She's got yeah. different priorities. Um, but similar anxieties or like they're just different anxieties. I think it's it's really humanizing to to hear from other walks of life um, and things that like I don't have to be worried about my child. Um, but I really yeah. empathize with <laughs> or sympathize. <laughs> um, yeah. With Kara. Yeah, totally. Well, All great right. job. Great All right, job. Dana, want to hit us now with gonna, the next song? All right, I'm taking a swig of All water. Right. <laughs> Stay hydrated, folks. We're still sweating oh, from the window washer story. No, seriously. <laughs> All right, so this is from listener Tim, who uses he, him pronouns. Wow, look at all these guys. I love it. It's who nuts. knew? Who knew? Who knew we had so many male fans? Yeah. They Yuck. scare me, but they're there. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> Yucky, we love you. Yucky, thanks for being here. Um, all right, dear Dana and Sarah, or Sarah and Dana, or just Sarah, or just Dana. How about all of that? Uh, I got my driver's license the day after I turned 16. In New Hampshire, where I grew up, children can start driving at 15 and a half with their, just their parents and a birth certificate in the car. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. Live for your dad. Uh, yeah, is and there, a tiny, tiny snippet of your baby hair yeah, in a bag. seriously. Uh, <laughs> is there any test to ensure a maturation of morals and reflexes before allowing these kids to careen about green about in a hunk of metal of course not live for your die baby fuck yeah oh my god he literally i stole the punchline sorry about that oh my god that's so funny once Mm -hmm. 16 after taking a couple week driver's education oh taking like a couple weeks of driver's education class taught by an old man who probably shouldn't be driving either i know isn't that (laughs) always the fucking case so weird so funny uh kids take a driver's test in which the tester observes their ability to push down on the gas pedal and that's it 16-year-olds are then set loose on rolling country roads, enthusiastic captains of deadly machines. (laughs) Really, though? Oh, man. Uh, Most of New Hampshire roads have no shoulder. The forest, Mm. uh, rife with ticks and snowmobiles, elbow elbow its way up to the edge of the pavement before sending roots underneath to raise and crack the asphalt. Yikes. (laughs) And if the narrowness of the driving surface isn't bad enough, deer also lick salt from the road now and then before, oh, how cliche, refusing to get out of the way when a car's (laughs) headlights catch them in the act. Get a new thing, deer. (laughs) Surprise us. If you like the spotlight so much, learn to tap dance. Oh my God, this is so funny. Did I appreciate the dangers of driving such roads? Of course not. My main concern was looking good while cruising around in my 1994 baby blue Toyota Corolla. Mm. One way to look cool was in my town was packing a lip of chewing tobacco and spitting its brown juice into a Wendy's cup. Oh my oh god! Oh my this god! Is so high school. Yeah. Uh, the other option was playing music far too loudly. I stuck to music. Good job, Tim. Good Tim. Good Tim. <laughs> uh, essential was the volume of the music, but so was the music itself. Each new driver was required by peer pressure and a crippling desire to be liked to burn themselves a CD filled with tracks that would inspire envy in all those who've heard them at stoplights <laughs> or stop signs or in the high school parking lot littered with angst. Back in Black by ACDC, anyone? Do you think I'm cool now? Do you like me? <laughs> like me, please. God, like me. <laughs> the idea of someone in a Toyota Corolla that's baby blue listening to Back in Black on repeat is yeah, so funny or thinking they have like any chance of seeming cool. <laughs> Yes, totally. (laughs) You're just sensible. That's all you are. (laughs) In my mind, they also went to a high school where there was like a uniform. So they're also just like. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I'm definitely picturing like a very gangly little boy, too. Yeah. I don't know what you look like, but that's what's in my head. (laughs) 
Uh, one day I made the mistake of trusting the radio to provide my awe-inducing tracks. Big mistake. I was on my way oh, into no. town, a town of a few thousand, where I would likely meet a stoplight. And while songs persisted through the airwaves of su- for some time, as I neared the metropolis that no one would ever call a metropolis, commercials began. <gasps> I panicked. My heart quickened. My respiration rate shot through the roof. What if commercials <laughs> continued at one of the few stoplights in my littered that littered my town? What if instead of inspiring awe in those around me, I inspired confusion as they thought my audio choice was a Home Depot commercial? Can you even imagine? My 16-year-old ego would be crushed, perhaps never to recover. I don't like Home Depot, I'd have to yell to those nearby. I prefer Ace Hardware. Oh my god. Or Lowe's. They're yep. good people. But hark. <laughs> In the leg space on my passenger's side, I spotted, oh no, I spotted a specially burned stud mix. Oh my god, it's bolded. Oh my god, Uh-oh. I just saw the rest of the, of the, the fucking email. Every oh, time no. he says stud mix, it's in bold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. I'm going to really try to hit stud mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodbye Absolutely. Home Depot commercial, Hello, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham. Just a quick <laughs> lean over to grab the CD, won't take a second. Sure, I was going 50 in a two-lane road made oh, no. claustrophobic by Flora. <laughs> <laughs> but if it wasn't a matter of worth taking a risk for, what was? <laughs> the horn of a car that wasn't mine raised me from my lean to over in a rummaging position. Wedging itself between a couple trees off the side of the road, the driver of the other car, no doubt, scratched the shit out of his paint job <gasps> as to avoid impact while I passed, driving perfectly <gasps> on the wrong Tim! side of the road. <laughs> Tim! Oh my god. Uh, I received the bird, a middle finger, a fuck you from the driver, but what a small price to pay. Yeah. For what if another 16-year-old driving in the opposite direction that moment? <laughs> what if it was another knucklehead, a Yahoo, a jabroni, rummaging for their, in bold, stud mix while going 50 <laughs> on a winding road? Fear of what might have been made my driving excellent for the next few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so Classic funny. teenager. But then I realized, sure, I'm not dead. But if I'm caught listening to Home Depot commercials while cruising through town, I might as well be. So I tapped on the brakes, slowing myself to a reasonable 35 and picked the desired stud mix off the floor and tucked it into the player. I don't remember anything noteworthy on my drive through town that day, as probably nothing was, but I do remember almost dying. And what worries me more than my possible demise is how little effect it had on my subsequent actions. (laughs) (laughs) Though maybe that's not fair. After all, when I'm now driving with my partner, she almost exclusively handles the wheel. And what do I do (laughs) while she's driving? Well, I make sure that the perfect track is always playing. The perfect song to make anyone who hears it obliterated by envy and crushed (laughs) by our coolness (laughs) they wish they could be our friends i can tell or at least i hope so please god let them like me (laughs) all the best tim p.s keep up the pod put your hands on the middle one on top of the other and go pod (laughs) if we were together yeah (laughs) yeah we did it we did it over thousands of miles away from each other oh my gosh i feel like Uh, Well, first of all, I love that story, Tim. So good. I feel like there's just something about teenage brain that when you have an encounter where you're like, I could have died, it just really sticks with you. Um, Yeah, I uh, 100% get that. I feel like uh, 
especially in your learning to drive and you don't have these like terrifying memories in your head yet mm-hmm. you're kind of like extra stupid which is also why it's terrifying that these people just fucking are out on the road it's so true I though i look around and see people just like fully like texting and drive like everyone you look at when you drive by them anywhere is on their phones it's absolutely yeah. fucking nuts how is no one how is, is just driving no when one was the looking last time you were in the car and you were just driving i mean si- complete silence i mean i'm mostly just driving um but i also have like attention problems so it's like required <laughs> but like yeah, yeah i i it's really terrifying because then all you can think about is like no one's looking so like what is happening like tim is so right that like Luckily, the few times you've almost died and haven't, someone has been paying attention to get out of the yeah, way. Yeah, all you but got like, was the finger. Oh, my God. I, that's great. It's just, like, really, really aggressively relying on other people to be paying attention, which is just rude. Truly, my worst nightmare Same. is relying on others. I think that's why driving <laughs> is, like, my biggest fear. That's so <laughs> funny. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Tim. That was so well written and so funny and such a good, lovely little little story thank you i know these three were so so good even though they were a little long they were totally worth it totally worth it um okay we're gonna take a really quick break uh to teach you how you can write in and give us your stories uh but please stick around we have some really um important stuff that we want to make sure that you hear from our mouths hi friends dana here requesting listener stories from you the listener. As you know, once a month, Sarah and I have our mini emergency episodes where we read write-ins from our listeners. And in order to do that, we kind of need write-ins from our listeners. Write-ins about risks you've taken, risks you want to take, and honestly, everything in between. And we know storytelling can be daunting, so if you need some help choosing a story, here are some write-ins we've gotten so far. Surviving a car accident, breaking up with a long-term partner and moving to a new city, barely escaping a 9.0 earthquake, quitting your cushy job with benefits to pursue your dreams, losing a pet, and then they came back from the dead? You know, normal stuff. Even if you don't think you have a juicy story to tell, and trust me, you do, we'd still really love to hear from you. You can send us shout-outs for a friend, family, co-worker, or honestly, we really want to know how much you're crushing it lately. To reach us, email at yourownriskthepod at gmail.com and write listener story in the subject line. But if it's easier because email's scary, you can also DM us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at yourownriskthepod. And please include pronouns or any other important information that we definitely do not want to be messing up. Anyways, thanks so much for being here and supporting the podcast. We cannot wait to hear from you. Now back to the show. All right. So first of all, these mini emergency episodes really continue to be like my absolute favorite part of this podcast. Um, Hearing from you guys brings us so much like joy and laughter. And it's such Mm -hmm. a lovely respite from researching scary stuff. And like we have... We both had really stupid days, and this was just so, like, lovely. Um, and I know. Really, really, I really just look forward to I it. I know. It's, isn't so, it? it's awesome. so nice. Uh, mm-hmm. We are, as always, running low. <laughs> One day we'll have, like, a constant stream, but for now we don't. So please write us in. Uh, and honestly, just knowing that you guys exist and are out there, it's really... It's just mind-blowing and so lovely and humbling, and we're just really grateful to have you here. Yes, we are so, so lucky to have you here. And to keep the focus on our community, we like to wrap up our mini-emergency episodes with shout-outs to listeners or friends and family or small businesses, basically anyone who we're feeling extra proud of and excited for and want to lift up. But this week, both of our shout-outs speak to something that is very near and dear to Dana and I's hearts and something that we feel is just really really important to share with you all yeah and I'll do my best to not start crying 
Yeah, I know. I was just thinking the same thing. Oh, Lord. Um, So as some of you and hopefully most of you may or may not know, uh, September is National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. uh, And uh, hopefully obvious trigger warning here that we're about to dive into suicidal feelings and mental health and all of that. So um, please stick around. But just FYI. Uh, And Sarah and I wanted to take time this week to specifically share some resources for anyone enduring the sort of spectrum of like suicidal thoughts or behavior, as well as resources for like whoever is looking for ways to Mm -hmm. help someone they know is struggling um, or help themselves, Um, you know, just the whole gamut. And honestly, like, let's be real. A lot of us are struggling these days. So Mm -hmm. it felt extra, extra important this year. Yeah, absolutely. And both Dana and I have had people like very, very close to us who have died of suicide. And it still brings me like this big ass lump in my throat whenever I talk about it. And it's important uh, to not or it's important for me to not normalize suicide, but like rather communicate the importance of this issue. Yeah, it's like not a matter of normalizing it. Um but ending a stigma around it. Cause I know as yeah. someone personally, who's basically like always struggled with their mental health <laughs> and yeah. uh, as all of, you know, uh, kind of goes through life with like a constant sort of like, what the fuck's the point? Um, idea mm-hmm. <laughs> in yeah. my head constantly. Um, and then also on top of that, losing someone who was just like such a big part of my life to, uh, to, um, Sorry, to yeah. like drug and it's alcohol okay. addiction and mental illness. It's just really important to me to like destigmatize having those feelings or struggles or yeah. navigating like a relationship with somebody who has those problems. Um, I think like a really big yeah. part of what was so hard for me and continues to be given I just like burst into tears just starting to talk about it <laughs> is like yeah. that um, you don't get to talk about it a lot. Like, it's yeah. a really lonely grieving process. People are really weird about it. There aren't a lot of resources out there for, like, managing the feelings of someone who who isn't the suicidal person or, like, honestly, like, the resources out there, it feels hard to find sometimes. So we really just wanted to take a moment to really explicitly give you some tools and resources to handle these feelings, whether they're for yourself or someone you love. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what we wanted to do with our shout outs this week instead of explicitly shout out people, um, but rather resources. Yeah, absolutely. And Dana, that's like super brave of you to share. And I know that, you know, everybody listening, you know, either has someone close to them or someone they know or is struggling with these things themselves. And so um, this sentiment is really important to us. And um, thanks for sharing that. Um, but for my shout out, um, I went through a situation where I was helping someone who was having escalating suicidal thoughts. And it was at the point where it was definitely an emergency. Um, I called the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline while my friend was driving me um, to the apartment. And I'll be honest, like as an ally, I really didn't get much information on how to help or Mm -hmm. navigate the emergency. And it was really frustrating and scary. And, you know, I think 
think, you know, when I'm in stressful situations like that, I turn to anger as well. And I remember just feeling really mad that that no one had resources to help me in that moment. And so I wanted to share a resource that I found through Instagram. Um, Actually, it was a post by at self cares for everyone in collaboration with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, We'll share the post on our Instagram and, and tag the accounts. But essentially, one of the AFSP pillars in their mission is to have a hashtag real convo. So AFSP shares tools, resources, and creative ways to have a real conversation with the people in your life about mental health and suicide prevention. So if you go to AFSP.org slash real convo, they have a ton of conversation starters, shareable resources you can download, and then real stories for a sense of community and hope. You can follow the AFSP at AFSP National on Instagram and donate through their website as well. I just love the work they do, and I'm truly so thankful that they're providing resources for allies to have difficult conversations in your communities Mm -hmm. to take that next step and really check in on one another. Because like what Dana said, like we had a dumpster fire of a year. Like let's all do the extra work and check in on each other. Yeah, totally. And I'm really with you, Sarah. I feel like it can be really frustrating, some of these mental health resources. I know that I've called a suicide hotline both for myself and for other people, and I've honestly never gotten through to anybody. Um, It's like, can really feel like you're striking out or like people don't care. And it like really doesn't help that sort of hopeless feeling. So um, first Mm -hmm. and foremost, I do want to plug like volunteering at one. Um, It's not necessarily like just talking to, you know, people on a ledge, but rather just people really having a shitty time and just being kind of there for them. Um, I think a lot of the times that's what people need and want is to not feel like a burden and feel like the person that they're talking to like opted into the conversation. Please know that if you're also like having trouble getting anything um, really valuable. Um, We wanted to shout out the Mental Health Coalition, which is a charity organization that works to destigmatize mental health struggles. They have Mm -hmm. a really like just truly wonderful extensive online library of resources where you can filter by like category including suicide prevention support trauma grief support therapy youth and young adults um all sorts of things and we really encourage you to get involved in the community by you can subscribe to their newsletter volunteer with the coalition donate simply share like their message and utilizing resources like you never know what just sharing something in your story Mm -hmm. someone you may not even know that well could see it and really need it like it's really it's really powerful and really easy to do these things on a on a sort of like micro level um Mm -hmm. so you can follow them on instagram at mental health coalition and you can donate through their link tree and their website uh In addition, we feel it's really important to share that if someone you know needs immediate support, there are crisis text lines. Uh, You can reach the coalitions at 741741. And you can also call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. It's completely free, completely confidential, unless emergency services are needed. And if you are having trouble getting through to anyone on a hotline, like, please do not hesitate to call 911. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely do not. Yeah, I, I, um, sorry, I'm kind of at a loss for words for a second. It's okay, um, it's a good time. You know, all of that information is incredibly important and 
it's so necessary to kind of seek out these resources before things have escalated into a dangerous point. And so like I find in moments where I'm feeling sound of mind or I'm having a good day, like Mm -hmm. this is a good time for me to look up those things, like to find a new doctor or to look into finding a therapist or download some of these resources. So when you or someone you love is in a time of crisis, like you're able to pull those things out and not have to search for them on the fly because because that's that's really good point the hardest part um but thanks for all that Dana (laughs) yeah yeah be prepared be prepared yeah but really don't be afraid to talk about it it's like suicidal ideation and mental health crisis um whatever extreme you're experiencing or seeing happen in front of you it like it can happen to anybody it's like not just for people who like struggle with their mental health regularly it's not just for like situational issues like this stuff can happen to anyone anywhere and it's really important for it to not feel like it's not your problem like it's a community problem it's everybody's problem and it could be your problem one day so like definitely do the work now while you feel okay to to set yourself up for feeling prepared and safe and um you know, safe in your own head, I think is a really big part of it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And also, Dana, like, I really did want to shout out a piece that you made on your Dana Droodles account on September 6th. And you tagged a bunch of really great resources and organizations in that post as well. Um, You know, the comments on the post are also very heartwarming and encouraging and helpful with people commenting words that save them or words they wish they could say to someone they've lost. Like, I think it's just a really great way to close out the segment. Um, You wrote, shit can really fucking suck, but you're never alone. And Dana and I are asking you to just try one more time. Shit can really, really suck, but we're here and this community is here for you. And Dana and I are here for you. and just wanted to make sure you knew that. Yeah, please, like, truly, it. I we get it. Shit sucks. <laughs> and I think yeah. it's really easy to be like, well, you don't understand. And, like, sure, I, I you know, we don't understand everybody's issues and, and thoughts. But the sentiment is still there. Like, um, what you're feeling isn't uh, something you have to feel alone. So... Please yeah. reach out to whoever you can and and save these resources and save, save these phone numbers. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we just really love you and we really are really glad you're here. And on that note, thank you so much for sticking yeah. with us through another mini emergency and sending us your stories. And, you know, building this community is uh, really just so lovely. Um, and it's really nice to f- have friends here and have like-minded people in a safe space for everyone to scared (laughs) together and have our anxieties and our crises all together at once so a reminder to send us your stories big or small to at your own risk the pod at gmail.com also feel free to dm us on instagram at your own risk the pod um as well yeah and if you like the pod and want to donate so we can keep bringing tip-top quality content (laughs) then you should check out our search party patreon club at www.patreon.com slash at your own risk the pod you subscribe to whatever tier of donation you'd like to contribute each month it starts at as little as three dollars a month with fun perks plus you can cancel at any time so it's like truly a no-brainer hell yeah please join the club and also a really big thank you as always to chris karwaski for our theme song and editing our mini episodes he's just the best and you can find him at chris can be funny on tiktok twitter instagram 
And as always, please take a moment to leave us a review, rate and subscribe, tell your friends, you know the drill, it helps us out and we want uh, we want more of you here. So give us a give us a review. Yes, and thank you for living, laughing and listening at your own risk. See, See you, you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Love you.